And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to talk money matters with none other than Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Now, as you know, we currently are facing or confronting COVID-19 precautions, which means Luke Smith is not in the studio. He's on the phone. Good afternoon. How are we, mate? We good? So far, so good. They haven't caught up with us yet, but, you know, we'll keep on running. We've got to uh, talk about salary sacrifice this week. Now, mm. I've got to say, before we even get started on this, I've always disliked the expression because you're not really sacrificing anything. What you're doing is you're diverting your, your salary for something else that will be of benefit to you. And the reason you do it is because you think that benefit outweighs the benefit of having the salary in your hands at this time. Whoever decided to call it salary sacrifice? I'm not sure. I think it was one of those things that, you know, started as something that was a good idea and probably there was some language that needed to be explained fairly simply um, because giving it away probably wasn't at the top of the list. Um, So they probably needed to find another way of explaining something very simple. But I think you've hit the nail on the head. You're redirecting. That's probably a better term. You're redirecting money to superannuation or you're sacrificing your ability to go out and waste it. That could be another way of looking at it as well. Well, that's the big risk, isn't it? If people keep all of their salary in their own little hands, sometimes the temptation is a little too great to go out and buy things you don't really need or to have, uh, you know, an extra cappuccino when perhaps, you know, your waistline would benefit from uh, a little more abstinence. Now, Mm. uh, salary sacrifice, you said to put money into super, and that's what we're talking about today. There are other Mm. reasons you might be diverting salary for other reasons that that's not what we're talking about today, specifically mm. about your superannuation. So yep. uh, if we want to go about working out our salary sacrifice for this new financial year and get it all set up and up, up and running, what do we need to know? Yeah, I think that the most important thing is to remember that your salary sacrifice contributions must be considered in conjunction with what you get from your employer or employers. And prior to the 1st of July, the annual threshold was $25,000. And through indexation, that has now moved to 27500 So for those that were doing this last year, just have a little look at what you were contributing because you may be able to bump it up a little bit because there's an extra $2,500 of space that you can take advantage of. But the first thing I would do is look at what you get from your employer. And you can do that very roughly by taking now 10% of your wages and working out what you'll get over the course of the year because if the other thing to keep in mind is that Prior to the 1st of July, employers were obligated to pay 9.5% where you're not employed by the government, and that's been moved to 10% as we start to see the superannuation guarantee threshold index up over the next period of time. So 10% of your wages, um, maybe check and see if you get superannuation on bonuses. Some employers do it, some employers don't. But that would be a good case of saying, I earn $100,000, I'm going to get $10,000 from my employer. That means I have a certain amount of space that I could then consider how I want to direct those funds over the next 12 months to superannuation. And a very easy way of getting in front of it at the start of the financial year is you can average out over your relevant pay periods the amount that you want to direct, noting that you don't have to put it all in there, but be aware of what you are working with before you start but also keep in mind that during the year you do have the ability to go back to your relevant HR area or employer and say, look, I'd like to take it up, I'd like to take it down. 
and know that you can continue to live and meet your lifestyle costs throughout the financial year. Now, you mentioned uh, in the course of that discussion about people not employed by the government. What about if you are employed by the government? Does that make a difference? Yeah, look, it does. And those out there that are in defined benefit schemes, such as CSS, PSS, DFRDB and MSBS, what you can do is you can actually log into your scheme website and you can go to a certain part of the website that will show you what has been recorded against your confessional contribution cap for the next 12 months. And that's important because the treatment of those benefits is slightly different to a normal salaried employee outside of the government, but also a very good way of having a definitive number that you can work off and remember that you do have the ability to take advantage of this sort of salary sacrifice strategy. You just can't put it into your defined benefit scheme. So if you're in the PSS, for example, or the CSS, you are able to salary sacrifice anywhere else and you can direct money to that fund taking into account the amount of cap space that your fund records for you over the next 12 months. So it's really important that you don't assume you're getting an amount. Go in and check. It's right there. It's in black and white and you've got the proof at the start of the financial year that you can then work with over the next 12 months to maximise your overall tax position. Now, at any time, any of us can throw in a little bit extra of our own money into our superannuation to beef up the balance a bit. How is that different from salary sacrifice? Is, is salary sacrifice simply an arrangement where it's, it's siphoned out every fortnight or week or whichever the case might be before mm-hmm. you get your hands on the money? Is it before tax? Is it after tax? What's the, the setup there? Yeah, good question. So as, as we said at the start, the, 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 the name salary sacrifice is implying that you're giving this up in lieu of wages, which is a, is a, is a fair way of looking at it. And it's done by your employer on a pre-tax basis. So for me, if you didn't have a mortgage or you didn't have non-deductible debt or your spending control is a little questionable, let's say, um, salary sacrifice is a great way of doing something progressively throughout the year in a controlled manner that can alleviate you having a couple of wines on a Friday night and going and spending all of the money that's in your bank account. So salary sacrifice is a good thing if you're that way inclined. Um, If you are more of a diligent saver, you are correct. You have the ability to use some of your own money to make a contribution to superannuation, as you said, top it up throughout the year or do it all at the end of the financial year. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind is it isn't a case of one or the other. It isn't a case of all or nothing. It's really a case of working out what works for you or for you and a partner so that you can make the most of the flexibilities that you need to live the way that you want to live. You may say, well, I'll salary sacrifice $10,000 over the course of a year and I have $15,000 of room. I'll top up that 5000 in June next year because I'd like to focus on paying down my mortgage in a low interest rate environment. You may look at it another way and say, well, I am a very diligent saver. I'd love to fill up the offset account of my home because that debt is not deductible and then use an offset account to pull the money out leading into 30 June, which is some of the strategies we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks and put all of that money into superannuation. And in that instance, it's a post-tax contribution, but it is 
deductible at exactly the same rate as if your employer does it. So whether it's salary sacrifice or personal, you're not missing out on any total tax position or total tax deduction over the course of a financial year. You get the same tax outcome. It's just with one strategy, your work does it. With the other option, you do it yourself with money that you've saved, but you get the same net tax position at the end of the financial year. Well, that was exactly going to be my next question. So uh, obviously, when you put the money in from your own accumulated savings, you then get that tax benefit at that time in in the form of a deduction for when you put in your uh, tax return, as opposed to when you have the employer diverting the money as a salary sacrifice before tax, you still get the exact same tax benefit. It's just delivered a different way. Is that right? Yes, exactly. that's exactly right. And the, the important thing here, again, is is really the discipline. For those that have some, some questionable discipline, salary sacrifice is great. For those that want to fill up their mortgage and, and, and pay off their home loan at a, at a very low interest rate, which is very advantageous in the current environment, they can do that and then look to try and make their contribution in June of next year. And you've really sort of had two, two bites at the cherry with the same money. You've reduced the interest incurred on your home loan, but you then have access through the use of an offset account to put the money into super and claim the same tax deduction that you would have claimed or got if you'd salary sacrificed every fortnight over the next 12 months. So that really is a case of getting your money to work for you, isn't it? Yeah, and, and look, I'm a big advocate of, of, of you know being smart with your money and making the most of cash flow because if you can save and fill up an offset account, then you're getting a tax, well, you're getting an interest benefit because generally a home loan is not tax deductible, but you can also then have access to the money which you can pull out in June and claim 100% of the money that goes in up to your legislated limit through the use of a notice of intent, which is a specific piece of paper that you need to lodge to tell the funds you want a deduction, but you can really have your cake and eat it too and have two uses for the same money in, in one way. Sounds good. So what should people keep in mind when they're thinking about salary sacrifice? Yeah, I'd be thinking about your general cash flow. Understand what you need to be able to meet your bills on an ongoing basis and remember that you can manipulate the amount of money that goes into super. So getting something started early in the financial year and then reviewing it is very advantageous because remember you're not locked into the amount you can make it go up and down with your employer and it's it's about finding something that's right for you also remember that the limits have gone up a little bit so you do have some room but think about how you're going to make that contribution is it a regular payment through your employer and topped up at the end of the year do i do it all at the end of the year Find the way that works the best for you. Don't just do what all the ladies did at work because that may not be right for you in your situation. Um, check with your defined benefit scheme to get your cap space so that you know what you're starting with exactly. Find out from your employer if you're under a bonus arrangement, do they pay superannuation on bonuses because that may impact the regular payment that you set up throughout the year and could be a reason where you don't do salary sacrifice and you save up and do it yourself. So all I'm trying to say here to people is do what's right for you in your situation. Know where your contributions are going to go and also check and see what you're doing with the payments that are going into super. Are contributions that go into your fund going to cash, to the growth option, to a defensive option? Understand what's happening with the money that's getting directed to super if you do salary sacrifice so that you can make the most of the opportunities over the next 12 months 
and not have your money necessarily sitting in cash earning very little because we know that interest at the current rates is uh, negligible to say the best. Indeed. And uh, the idea of uh, salary sacrifice uh, could be very appealing to a lot of people, but I guess one of the key things to remember too is that after you do that, after you divert some of your salary into your superannuation, uh, you're not necessarily going to have all of what's left over in your pocket because there's still the tax that comes out as well. So you've got to remember what the after-tax position is going to be on your weekly or fortnightly income. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and that's why as Starting with something and assessing it is good because you can always manipulate it if you need to go up and down. And most HR areas will be able to give you an indication if you if you reached out to them and said, hey, if I put $250 a fortnight into super, what would my after-tax pay be? Do your research. Don't just commit or, or, or jump off the edge of the cliff and hope the chute opens. Actually know what you're going to be working with by doing a little bit of research prior and HR departments and payroll areas are very good at doing this because they can give you a definitive answer so that you know what you're working with because nobody likes surprises and having as much information as possible before you do something is generally very advantageous and help you do something in a structured environment to get the most out of the strategy that you're implying at the moment. So Luke, what are the key strategy tips when we're thinking about salary sacrifice to boost our superannuation? Is your self-control a little weak or a little questionable? And if it is, then committing to a regular amount over the course of the next 12 months can be a good way of employing an out-of-sight, out-of-mind philosophy and making sure that you don't waste or frifle away um, after-tax income. So it's a good way of, of being diligent, knowing that you can add a little bit later on if you find you are saving more than you thought you could. Um, check your limits. So take into account what you're going to get from your employer and remember that you need to reach your concessional limit of 27500 by including what you get from your employer and what you do yourself. And that includes multiple employers. You only have one limit. You could have four jobs. It doesn't mean you have four lots of 27500 It's one threshold for each individual regardless of employment sources. So know what you're going to get. If you're in a defined benefits scheme, CSS, PSS, DFRDB or MSBS, log in or call the fund. They'll be able to give you the number that you're working with so that there are no surprises leading into the end of the financial year. If you want to do a little bit now and add some later, remember that you can make a personal contribution with after-tax money and claim 100% of that as a tax deduction. So it's not all or nothing. You can have your cake and eat it too and find a, a strategy that works for you as an individual um, and make sure that, you know, you review your budget and you know what your outgoings are. You don't necessarily need to leap off with a huge number and dial it back. You may want to start slowly and then build it up as you start to get a handle on what your outgoings are on a week-to-week basis. But most HR and, and payroll areas are very handy at giving you the figures so that you know exactly what's going to come in your next pay packet and there are no surprises when you find out that the after-tax impact was more than you realised. So I think if people do a little bit of homework before they start, it's a good way of setting something up that will work over the next 12 months that you can set and forget. And you'd be amazed at what you don't miss if you start slowly and build it up um, and just continue to review and, and make the most of the next 12 months and the increase in the threshold and the additional 0.5 that you'll get from your employer as 
they're now obligated to pay 10%, not 9.5. Indeed. And I think the other handy hint that came out today was that if you are still receiving the money in your salary and you're trying to save it up, the, a really great place to put it is into an offset account. So you're getting that interest rate benefit and then at the end of the financial year, you can then apply to the, the money into the superannuation fund and get the double whammy. Yeah, look, exactly. I'm, I'm actually an advocate of not salary sacrificing in a way where people have the self-control to actively save. Obviously, prior to, 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 to the impact of COVID, it was very easy to sneak off to Hawaii <laughs> yes. um, and just, justify to yourself that you needed a holiday. And when somebody like me rings and says, right, Leon, let's make that contribution and you um and ah and tell me that you've just been the Barbados, those conversations can get a little curly. But you know where you can actively save and you have good self-control, I'm an advocate of putting the money into the offset account and then adding it to superannuation in June of next year so you have that, that double use. But salary sacrifice is by no means um, dead and buried and it, it is right for some people in certain situations. Yeah. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so 6260-4749. Uh, if you're unsure about whether you can or can't or whether you should, um, come in and have a chat. We've got the website, www.envisionfinancial, that's envision with an E, .com.au where you can access the Knowledge Centre and there's all sorts of calculators and resources there. We've got the podcast, the strategy stack that Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify and people can subscribe to the YouTube channel Envision Financial Canberra where we have the video footage of the show each week and you can watch it on the phone and pause it and take notes and there's a little something there on just about all platforms for everybody. So Indeed. Luke, have a good afternoon, a great weekend. We'll catch you next Friday. Sounds good. Take care, mate. Thanks very much, Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And we'll have Luke back again next Friday to talk Money Matters some more.